Evil Squid Comics Podcast. Season 5, episode 16. 16? Yep. Um, I'm Drew. Did you read that? I did. I'm Don. I'm Scott. And we get together every couple weeks and talk about all the stuff we read. Nice. All the comic books and just comic books. And then we talk about stuff we watched. Like horrible movies like Werewolves Within. You didn't like it? We'll, we'll get to it. Greatest movie ever. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that. so that's what we it? do. I did watch it, yes. Because okay. I saw I told him it, I didn't like it, and so I told Scott to watch it. Now that your expectations are lowered, you'll probably like it, because mine were hired, and so I didn't care for it. Huh. But it's all good. We'll discuss it a little more. Anyway, so what do we watch? You want to start with Werewolves Within? Sure. Just dive right in. Dive right in, yes. So... You you had said it was good, right? Like really good. I, said, I didn't say it was really good. But you said it was I really said it was good. Really good. Okay, good. And so I went in expecting. I enjoyed it. So I really wanted to enjoy it. Like I went in expecting it to be like awesome, you know? Because mm-hmm. you said it was good. Mm-hmm. Did you get that? No. Okay, good. You know they have a. Sorry. They have this thing on phone where it like makes I know. It, like, sorry. Mute. I didn't do it. Mom. Yeah, it's all good. Anyway, so I. So I just, I really wanted to like it because you kind of pitched it. And I thought, oh, that sounds fun. That sounds good. You know, kind of funny, kind of whodunit, you know. And then I'm watching it. I just, just wasn't into it. You ever do that where you're, like, mm-hmm. excited about something? You start watching it. You're just like, I don't know, man. It's just, I'm just not into it. Mm, I've had those times. That's yeah. kind of how it was. And then, but then we were kind of falling asleep. So we turned it off. And we turned it back on the next night and finished it. And it was okay. It just, I I just wasn't that into it. I didn't mean to say like, it was a great Like, the concept of it sounded really cool. And that's what kind of sold me on it. Like, your no. description, the concept. Oh, that sounds fun. It's like the I didn't really, of Werewolf. Kind of But is. I felt like the biggest thing with me, I didn't feel like it was as much of, like, a whodunit as I expected. You know, like, they didn't lean into that as much, maybe? No, they are. Well, I, I mean, know. a little bit. Like, well, who's the werewolf? Well, we don't really know. But it wasn't like Scream, where you're like, oh, could it be that person? You know I what I mean? No, I felt like you knew who the werewolf was pretty damn quickly. You figured it out? Oh, I had no oh, idea. I, oh, I yeah. I, I pegged her pretty quickly. Uh, yeah. I had so no Scott idea. had it figured out. Yeah. I had no idea. But it didn't feel like it was like, oh, it could be them or it could be them. You know what I mean? It didn't really have that. Which I, mean, I, I wasn't was 100% expecting. sure by any means. But, I mean, I was like, if if somebody was tell, at, going halfway through, who do you think the werewolf is? I would have said it was her. Yeah. You know, type things. And they had but, all those characters, but I didn't feel like every character was quite was defined enough to really Dude, engage. That one uh-huh. part, though, that the the one part where like three of them get taken out or pretty quick or something like this, you know, and they're just the two, the black guy and her, and then somebody else. This town is batshit crazy, yep. you know. But I mean, she like the one girl like runs over the guy, the other girl like shoots the girl <laughs> in the truck, says "Homebreaker" and whatever else. I'm just like, what the hell? Yeah. Oh, that whole yeah. uh, sequence of, sequence of events just cracked me up. So, I, like I said, it was fine to watch. I didn't think it was like the greatest piece of cinema. It was fine. I it just was, when you I, thought, s- I enjoyed it. When you sold it, it sounded like something I would like. Gotcha. And so when I watched it, when it you told didn't me really hit. it sounded like something I would like, and I enjoyed it. Okay. So I mean, it was not great, you know, type of things, yeah. you know, some kind of over the top acting or whatever the heck else and things. But uh, for an hour and a half to shoot away there, yeah, I thought it was fine. Mm. Up so, my alley, the horror. Comedy yeah, Scott came fun. by and dropped off books, and we exchanged some books like Monday, and I was like, well, I watched it. So you need to watch it so we can discuss it yeah. or whatever. And then he gave me Nemesis. Yeah, and he read a bunch so of stuff. So I got then. that. Nice. And, and uh, Eight 
trillion billion genie things or something. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So it's quite the exchange. That's right. Speaking of bad movies, oh, I watch yeah. Transformers. Oh, oh the new one, Rise of the Scott Beast. Scott told you last week I, it was bad. I did not. Did you? Yeah, I did Were not you care here? much for that I one. I thought so. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the, like, but okay, I liked kind of the beginning or the maybe the first half, but. I thought the second half just went off the fucking rails, and but or was, did you go story the wise? I thought it was one of the better ones as far as the story goes. Hmm. It was easier to follow. The part that did it just look like the CGI just looked bad, terrible, especially like, towards the end. I did thought. they that, drop that the big, budget on that thing? Know. Like sometimes, horrible. They, sometimes they run out of money, or I, sometimes they overwork the guys. I think they were in a hurry. Yeah, as well. I, I did. I mean, it just. Look like I don't usually notice that stuff. It just especially looked, on the small screen. I know it just looked bad. It just looked I don't know weird, different. There wasn't as well. It wasn't Michael Bay, so there wasn't as many like parts flying everywhere, and slow not a bunch motion, of slow motion. Either. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it. I don't know. I just I didn't. This like hasn't it. been Michael Bay for like three movies. Well. This is the only one that's kind of felt like... It felt like a made-for-TV Transformers. It mm. felt like a lower-budget, dumbed-down... A direct-to-streaming like, service Direct-to-streaming service. You know, I don't know. It just had a different feel to it. Hmm. I'm not saying, like, I'm a huge fan of all the Transformers. Yeah, no, I get it. None of them but, have been good. Well... I liked the first couple. When I liked had, the first couple. When yeah, had Shia LaBeouf. Bumblebee, I thought, wasn't too I, bad. I've only seen the first one. I thought, I really liked Shia LaBeouf's character. I thought he did a good job. It was funny. He was funny. Were you the one last week saying you liked Shia LaBeouf's Transformers? Yeah. Yeah. Now you're saying it again? Yeah. Yeah. I liked the first couple, two or three. However many he was in. Two, whatever. Like, those were, I thought, were good movies. But it was hard to follow because of all the, all the, all the Transformers looked the same. And there were pieces flying everywhere yeah, when they were ever they would fight, and I would lose track of like who was who. Because you're not a huge fan, you don't know the differences. Well, they just all look like big giant robots when well, they're. Well, I when think if you're a fan, you can tell the. Okay, I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, just admit it. Anyway, I don't. Know. I'm not either. I I had See, the same problem. My problem mainly was was that I felt by the time they got to the climax, it just felt like they were like, out of money. Yeah, <laughs> or something. But they was like, well. We got to end this, and the good guys got to come out on top. But yeah, we also want to keep it kind of open ended because we want to keep the, you know, uh, train rolling, you know, type things and stuff. So it was like, okay, we're gonna take out this guy, but we're not gonna do this, you know, and things. Yeah. And oh, by the way, this guy who was such a badass throughout, you know, the last two hours, now in these fifteen minutes, because a total moron and just can't fight, you know, and some other things, you know, where it was just like. I don't know. I mean, I know this is supposed to be for families or whatever else. It just felt like they were like, well, we got to wrap it up, guys. You know, type things. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I didn't feel like the CG was quite as good and, and other things. And, yeah. and the action, to me, just wasn't as good at the end. The Transformers franchise may before. be dying. So it it said they're going to do a G.I. Joe Transformers movie that will kind of revive it. Well, at the end, they tease that. I know. Yeah. That'll be the so, next thing. Because now they did the beasts. What was that? The what were those called? The was it Transformers Beasts or was it something else? Beast Wars or something? Beast Wars or yeah, yeah. Something. yeah. Um, well, they already did the dinos at one point in time too. Yeah, didn't they? did they? I'm sure. I they thought did they? they did. Oh, maybe. Did they do the Constructicons? 
No, they probably won't. They had them. Um, they had well, like they the construction, the construction one with the balls. Right. Yeah. They did have <laughs> one. So anyway, yeah, I think they're running out of IP to milk. So they'll do the they'll do the team up one, kind of like how Aliens versus Predator kind of right. finally converged into that yeah. to kind of milk it for a couple more movies. What was that? It seemed like they did, but I don't remember the end. The end. They bring in the young Hispanic kid to talk with uh, some white balding guy and they, they start asking him questions about uh hiring him for a job you know type things and then they said something about and he kind of leads into well we want to know more about your friends you know or something like this and then he he said something about being part of a, a group or something that kind of these doors open up and there's like a bunch of you know military shit maybe i didn't watch that because so, i don't remember that at all or right. i just totally I, I can't remember and what well, my thing is i can't remember if it happened at the very end or if it happened as a mid credit scene or something yeah. so it may have been a credit scene. i usually though. roll through every movie just because maybe because there might be something mm-hmm. yeah that's fair but Which, yeah there's some scene in there about you know alluding to gi joe yeah um we we watched guardians of the galaxy 3 again again you can't uh, talk about rewatching stuff. Well, Let's it's been re- a while. Did you rewatch it? No, yeah. I just rewatched the, the uh, one scene. We watched the whole movie. Cool. It's a strong movie. I know. It is. Um, it's freaking great. Yeah. It's well this done. This guy at work was asking me because he's seen it, and the other guy and another guy hadn't seen it, but he's seen some of the Marvel movies, and he asked me, he's like, "Is it better than Thor Ragnarok?" Ooh. And I was like. It's close. Oh, I, like, I think it that's is. That's a tough one. I was like, that's tough. I like Thor Ragnarok, but it's better than Thor Ragnarok. I, Thor Ragnarok I would had, say no personally. But right. It'd be right under it because but, Thor Ragnarok was strong throughout the whole movie. So you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not like Guardians it was. was pretty strong, but being a huge Beastie Boys fan, that, know, that, that tunnel scene was yeah. like just the, the shit, yeah, right? It, like, really it was, was my favorite part. Oh, but I think... And I went back to watch just that. But I I don't know. It, it's tough. I think the emotional arc of the characters is a lot stronger than Thor Ragnarok. Well, so yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think as a as a piece of film, a piece of art that connects with you, I think it's better. That's well, that's my take. Right. But I look at it more like... Which one entertains Which one do, entertains me more? And Thor Ragnarok is just... So there's so, there's so many, many good parts, good parts of it. There, it's just, just like boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah. That I think Thor. Like I think Guardians One, Guardians Three, Thor Ragnarok. Like those are all top five. Oh, Probably yeah. rounded yeah. out with the Avengers, the last two Avengers or whatever. Or I don't Winter know. Soldier. But yeah. what I'm saying is, like, I I still think it's if it's not better than Thor, it's Right, it's the one right under it. Like yeah, it's no. neck and neck. They're All like right. tied. But it was really hard for me. <laughs> when he asked me, I'm like, dude, I don't know. I gotta lean towards Thor. Ragnarok's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it it's is. pretty like, high. Jeff Goldblum, just the, God, the whole Hulk and it's everything. Good. It's just, yes. it's such a great movie. And I've that's like the most I've watched of any Marvel movie is Thor Ragnarok. I've probably seen that thing at least ten times. Mine's Winter Soldier. I've right. never seen that at least that many times. Yeah, but anyway. I have not watched any movie ten times since in the last back in the day. Huh? In the last thirty years. <laughs> what about Pulp? Well, uh, and Pulp here's the thing: is that I would I don't probably know that I actually I sat through Pulp Fiction ten times. Really? But my thing is that it depends on you know 
how I how I want to quantify that. I have not sat through Winter Soldier ten times all the way. Through. But you've had it running. But I've had it running in pieces. different parts, probably yeah. at least ten times because sure. I've had it in there. You know, maybe walking off, doing whatever the heck else, come back. Oh yeah, watch that part for fifteen minutes. Go whatever you know, right. and things. Yeah, no, you no, know, I get so it. it's that I've, type of thing. But I've literally sat down and watched Thor Ragnarok oh, yeah. from start to end. I can't say probably that. at least ten times. I don't know that I've done that with any of them, but for not a while. no movie that's come out in the last three years. Probably. I, I really like that. That's fair. That's cool. It's definitely understandable. Um, I, yeah. I think I know. I thought we watched something I was going to talk about. Now I can't remember. Can't remember. <coughs> we started watching Oz. Did you okay. ever watch Oz on no. HBO? It's pretty brutal. I believe that. Did we talk about the end of Righteous Gemstones? I don't think so because he wasn't quite through, I don't think. You weren't done. I was. <laughs> oh, really? You but weren't? The... Dude, I laughed so hard. I can't remember if it was the one, the last one, or the... when uh, they're pissed off at the dad and yeah. baby Billy is there and he's like, I'm going to be yeah, you told me about that. intermediary. We talked about that last time. Yeah, and he's, I still love it. That's, that's great. He's like, Does this look like a paraplegic to you? And then he does like a little dance or whatever. I was like rolling. So far. <laughs> baby you, Billy's Bible. I can't. You what got is it? A, baby Billy's baby Bible bonkers. Billy's Bible bonkers. Bonkers. Yes, I will. It. After I get through Justified, then, uh, I will probably move over to that. <laughs> Have you watched Barry when he's yeah, doing the? Would you prefer? Would you say Barry or Righteous Gemstones? Oh, Righteous Gemstones. <laughs> over Barry. Okay. Absolutely. No question. Really? When, when they're filming the show. Contest. In the at the at the end of it. Or in the last episode yeah. when they're filming, and he comes in and he's like, I'm not going to say these are the answers to the questions, but these might be the answers to the questions. And I'm not going to say I left them here, but I might just leave them here. He's like, you do what you want with them. And he leaves them. I don't know, dude. Yeah, that's pretty good. So what oh was with God. the very end with the mom sitting there on the fence? I don't know. I think, Was that like her ghost or is she really there? Is she alive? I don't think she's really there. Okay. There's no way she could... Well, I don't know. There is going to be another season. Yeah, there, there's going to be another um, season. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, that was weird. And then the whole the race car driver guy. <laughs> this locust appear, and that one dude knocks him down <laughs> and runs away. <laughs> oh, my God. That guy's hilarious, too, the, the race car. That whole show. It, it was good. Well, and it's got... What's his name, too? Walter Goggins oh, yeah. or something? Or yeah, he's, he's Baby, Baby Billy. Billy. Is he really? <laughs> oh, my God. Baby Billy's Bible bunker. Isn't it just like Family Feud? No! It's Baby Billy's... Did you see, like, in the when they did the actual show, how his head was in the O and it was, like, yes. tilting? Oh, my God. That's a great story. Yes. Um, what is, it's always been my dream to host a game show. <laughs> <laughs> really? It's always been your dream. <laughs> I don't know, man. That that shows, it's, it's pretty. It's, it's pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. It's really good. It's a good show. Cool. But yeah, yeah I did like I say, that. I've still been going through Justified. I finally got through season two. Wasn't that great? The so, end of season two. Is that the big shootout? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, a big shootout. Yeah, there was a fairly quick shootout there yeah. at the very end. Yeah, type things. But I don't the, remember what the happens whole, at the end. Basically, this is the Bennett's versus the. The McCoys, no, but versus the Givens, you know. Type is it thing. the old lady? Mom, it's the mom, old lady, Mags. The, yeah, Mags. and she's got her apple pie, apple pie drink, moonshine. yeah, moonshine. I think season two was one of the strongest seasons. Was it? it, it I was, mean, it, it doesn't get bad after that. It was very entertaining the is whole there way much through. Of his, has he met his dad much lately? 
Uh, well, in season two, he meets up with his dad, you know. Here his dad plays a pretty prominent role. Like, oh, really? Okay. Who's okay. dad? Arlo. You're talking about, right? Yeah. Raylan's dad. Raylan's dad. Yeah. He's pretty big into it. Like, who is he? Three. We need who's he? I don't remember. The actor? Yeah. I, I don't, don't remember know. who the actor is, but I mean, I've, I've seen him and stuff. An old white-haired guy. His dad. But his dad's name's Arlo, and he's the one who's Oh, like, yeah, yeah, the old crazy dude. Well, somewhat well, crazy, that, but yeah. he's... He gets thrown in jail, like, constantly by his yes, son, yes. Okay, it I seems like, Arlo. and shot, and yeah. whatever else. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's good, but, yeah, this season was really strong, or the second season was very strong. Yeah, you know, it's with strong. The, it's a good show. The Bennets. It's Does Dickie it come back at all, show back up? Dickie? He's one of the Bennets. He's, though, the, the uh, one who's, like, injured, who took the, who got whacked in the knee by oh, Raylan back in the day. I think and, so. I think he does and, come back. He's, like, the only Bennett pretty much left, I think, now. <laughs> Almost everybody so, who lives in that show comes back at some point, I think. Yeah, so I wondered about that. But. Who's the dude that... Really, it's been years since I watched yeah, it. Yeah, it's been so years. But it is pretty... I mean, you're right at that very last one where the... Kind of the sheriff of whatever, you know, who's a Bennett, yeah. you know, is staying over railing. You're thinking, he's how's railing going to get out of this one? And then everybody shows up. And I mean, yeah. the first thing is, boom, he's just plowed in the head. And just like, oh, fuck. So, Did he give that, like, a 20 feet speech to anybody yet? That was one of my favorite ones. Who, railing? Yeah. Where, like, somebody had a gun has. on him, and he's like, if you got less than 20 feet and you got a gun on somebody, like, and they have a knife, like, the guy with the gun is at a disadvantage or something. Oh, I think he did. I think that happened in season one at some point in time. He said something about that, but I don't remember too much. I don't know. But yeah, it's a great show. It is good. So I'm I'm on that. I'm now into season three. So I still got four damn seasons to go here or whatever. But it's fast. It's going pretty good. Yeah. I, I haven't watched, watched any of the new stuff. I haven't either. I'm kind of waiting for yeah, it to save up. I think. I I want to. I wanted to watch this and then move on to City Primeval or whatever the hell it is. Is that only one season? This new one? I think yeah, because so. I think it just started. So, but I mean, like, yeah, I think it's just a, going? I think it's almost like a limited series. I don't think they're mm, gonna keep gotcha. going. But I suppose if it's super successful, maybe they'll change yeah, it. They might. It, it was kind of billed as like a one season more. Just right. a little return thing, maybe. Yeah. yeah, that's how I took it. But to be honest, I haven't looked that much into it. And I watched The Big Short. Talk about a movie that I mean, heck, that movie I think came out in 2015. Great movie. Yeah, and it was pretty um, good. It's um. It's basically about the housing crash of 2008, mm-hmm. you know, when all these banks and stuff went under because of the fact that they were you selling never saw all the big these, short? these so. bonds and things. But it's, it's got a, like a who's who of things. It's got Steve Brad Carrell, Pitt. Steve Christian Bell, Steve. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Um, Brad Pitt's in it? I forgot. Yeah. That's how good it is. I forgot Brad Pitt. Yeah, Brad Pitt, Christian. Hmm. Uh, uh, I don't think I ever watched it. Probably not. Yeah. Sure. So, uh, but yeah, it's got like a big chunk of actors in there and things. And uh, it's done pretty in a pretty slick style, you know. And th- they even and explain subprime so, mortgages. Nice. Yes, they talk about mortgages. So and, and even I like understood. You're entertained and learning. You're entertained and learning. So you exactly. would dig it. So it's kind of educational. <laughs> but it, it's 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 a good movie. Like I said, it, it's very. It's like a docudrama. Very well done, and yeah, it's it keeps you in, involved or you know at least entertained, even though they're talking about freaking money for you know. Mortgage bonds, you know, and things like this. Oh, the know? best part of that so, movie yeah. is when they're trying to sell um, her, like they're packing up the the mortgages to sell, and they're like, they're like, well, we're a, we're a bank, we're in the business of making money. If you, what does she say? She's something like, if you give us a deal, if you give us like 
a way to make money, we're going to take it or something. Something like, like that. that. That's really early on, I think. Yeah, that was yeah, there, But they're like, because, but well, okay. So the thing is, is that, so the there's one guy who's like really smart, okay, type things, but probably almost on the autistic scale somewhere. He doesn't do good with people all the time, but he's a hell of an investor, and he's in this investment, you know, fund manager type of thing, and they pretty much tell him he's so good at it, they just let it go do whatever, you know, type things. You read this stuff. Well, he starts looking into these damn uh, mortgage bonds and stuff, and he realizes this shit's going to crash. And so he goes, he's like, he goes and he says, I want to bet against these bonds. I want to short the bonds, you know, type things. Since the big short, you know, type things. He wants to short them. So they're oh, like, that's, that's when the lady yeah, says And so they're too. like, can you do that? He's like, I don't know. He's like, well, nobody ever has. And he goes, well, I suppose I can try. So that's when he goes to the, one of these banks and he's like, yeah, I want to do this. And they're like, will you guys do that? And they're like, well, we're in the business of making money, so of course we will, you know. We'll take your money. <laughs> because you know? it's like a complete, like, because no one else thought that, because mortgages were so secure, they're like, why would you short a mortgage? That's right. Because mortgages are like the most secure, like, debt there is, because there's a house that's tied to the equity, and so even right. if it defaults, the bank makes that okay, and so they're like, well, yeah, you can short it, but... No one's ever shorted a mortgage before, but we'll take your money. But we'll take it, yeah. Because a short is basically, you know what a short is? It's basically you bet that an investment is going to lose money. Gotcha. Or going to go down in value. So you basically bet money thinking that that's going to go down. Right. If it goes up and your thing expires and you lose all the money you bet. But the key thing is, is that you're paying them money while you're trying to bet against them. Yeah. And there's a, depending on the amount that you're throwing in, you know, type things is how much, you know, you're going to make these reoccurring type payments and whatever else, you know, type stuff. And at the end of the day, you hope that whatever that timeline is that you paid them mm-hmm. by the time that the money comes back to you, you make, you know, more on it. Mm-hmm. And, but that's what he was doing. And, and then some other people, you know, caught on to the same thing and, and they're talking, but there's one part, Steve Carell's in it, and he plays this guy who's like just believes that almost anything in Wall Street are, are all assholes and that's conspiracy. So he really wants to shake up the apple cart. And when he's learning this and they're going to, to this mortgage conference in Vegas, of all places, he goes and he finds out, you know, that they're... There's this one guy who said, okay, not only do they have the mortgage bonds, you know, type things and this stuff, but then they have these, I can't remember, they're CDOs, but I can't remember what it stood for. But essentially that was like a bet on the the bonds themselves of the mortgage. And then they would do bets of the CDOs themselves. And this would just keep going, you know, type bets things. Bets on bets on bets. That's right. Mm-hmm. So if this failed, all these other ones would fail. And it was, but they were like, yeah, we just keep selling them. And he's like, What? He's like, but you know that this is, but you know that in this basic mortgage, you know, that you have subprime, you know, basically people that are not going to be able to, to handle this for much longer. And they're like, yeah, we don't care. We're just, we're getting the short term. We're getting what we can now. He's like, oh my God. And so then he like goes off and he goes, I'm totally scared for this, but bet on against everything that man's touched, you know, type things. So he's, it's good movie. But it's, it's, it's really like I well. said, it's, it's done very well. And I I had heard of that movie, but I didn't really know much about it. But then one of the guys at work watched it and goes, oh, yeah, it was really good. And then I watched it and I was like, why the fuck did I wait so long to watch this? You know, yeah. and this is like the perfect movie for me. This is like right up my alley, you know, of stuff that I like. Mm-hmm. So it, it's good. It is very good. And it is Adam McKay, right? Oh, I didn't look that up, actually. You it's mentioned cool. it, but I, I didn't. I mean, I just took your word for it. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Because I feel almost like it has a 
similar style to um, uh, all his movies. Well, yeah, to some of those movies and things. So. What else did you watch, Don? I don't know that I watched much. Have you either of you? I'm sure you haven't. Insidious. Any of the Insidious of movies? I'm I have aware not, of them. But I've you never watched them? See, I never had either. But really? I thought How I have had. you not watched Insidious? I know that's what that I'm is like. True. Because I know started... what the Red Door is out. Yeah, the Green Door, Red Door, something. I thought it was there's five of them. Yeah, there's tons of them. And so I watch. I... Are those the ones that are based on those real people that like did like. Well, those I think one of the. Stuff? Pre- no, that's that's. But it's that's the conjuring. It's the same guy. Conjuring, that's the Conjuring. Yeah. But it's the same gentleman, right? It's the same Patrick. Uh... Is he playing the same dang character? In fact, no. Okay. And okay. this, he's like the guy that's being haunted in in the conjuring he's one of the he's, he's one like of a the, priest exorcist yeah, type well of thing, but he's not, he's not a yeah. priest yeah. but yeah his wife they're based on real people his wife is the one that sees stuff and he and goes that's along. the conjuring movie. that's the conjuring okay. well, you're yeah. talking about insidious which is insidious which i've never seen oh my god the first two are like they're supposed to be really good insanely good for a horror movie i yeah. was like holy crap and like they tie it's basically one movie like it's part one and part two and it's crazy because like i watched them back to back but they came out like two three years apart but there's like stuff in the first one that happens and then they go it's like right up my alley it like ties in yeah like it goes back like there's stuff that happens in the first one that they don't barbara had never seen them either she didn't watch them with me what what i don't know that does surprise me i thought she liked that type stuff she kind of does she's more into the slasher movies Uh, okay but she watched the conjurings and liked it but i don't know i didn't know if she would like it or not so a lot of times i'll watch that stuff by myself so i watched the first two the other three you have to like rent them they're not like anywhere for free Uh, so you have to like pay but i do want to watch them but yeah but i was like watching the second one and it goes back to the first one and because like I, it's good. Like, I really liked them. I really like both of them. I don't know that... Because I know it veers off of that family, and it kind of goes in a different direction. Yeah. But it still kind of builds on itself. Sure. So, I Honestly, as someone who doesn't watch any of those movies, they all just kind of blend together. It's no, like I... Conjuring, right. Insidious, and there's all the knockoffs, and it's just like... Mm-hmm. Aren't there, like, hundreds of them? Oh, I'm sure. Okay, cool. But I was surprised, because, like, I've heard of it, because is the nun in one of those things? The nun is part of the conjuring. conjuring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah Which the like, conjurings are pretty good too, as I've, far as like I've horror never, movies, but yeah. Insidious was like crazy good. It was good. Huh? Crazy good. Crazy good. Like, cool. And when, when stuff ties in like that, like they go back to the well and explain, like I was just like. Like Poltergeist 2? <sighs> Can they explain where stuff that came from? Well, kind of, sort of. Like what happened was, so like he's at home. Yeah. And their their kid goes into like what they think is a coma. Yeah. Right? And so uh I mean, he's possessed by a evil spirit. Well, no, not really. Is what he's doing is he's um uh what do you call it? he's ra- astral projecting. Mm-hmm. And so like when he sleeps, he's like walking around. It's it's kind of like poltergeist. Like Did you ever see trapped... the visit? I don't think so. Is that an old movie? What do you mean by I don't know, 80s, 90s? Oh, sorry, like 2010s. Mm-mm. It's M. Night Shyamalan. But this is like him back to his roots, like low budget, <laughs> like um, found footage type of thing. Yeah. It's really good. Huh. 2015, I, check it out. I believe. But um, anyway, so like they're in the house and the house is haunted. Or they think that the ghost came with them. 
whatever. Sure. And the wife is like seeing shit, and yeah. he doesn't, and so he thinks she's crazy, mm. but he's going along with her. Why have but I not like seen the this door, movie, the visit. But like the door, his alarm goes off, right? Like yeah. his house alarm. So he or there's like a knock at the door, and he goes to the door, and there's like nobody there. Yeah. And then he like oh, he opens it and then closes it, and then he sets the alarm. Well, then he goes back upstairs because like something's going on upstairs. And the alarm goes off again, and he comes downstairs, and, like, the door's wide open, right? They never explain, like, how the door opened. Sure. Well, then, in the second part, he used to astral walk, project, or whatever, when he was a kid. Yeah. And then it goes into this whole thing, like, at the end of the first movie, he gets trapped in the, whatever they call it, the astral world. Yeah. And one of the, one of the dead people or whatever comes back and possesses his body. So he's trapped in that thing through the whole movie, the first movie. Yeah, I don't really care. And so it's him. It's just one of those things where it's like him going back in time, and he's the one trying to, trying to, uh, what do you call it, Uh, warn the wife or whatever. So he's the one that's actually haunting, like from the first movie, but it doesn't happen to. It's just one of those things where I was like, oh shit, like it ties in. Yeah, it ties in. I remember what I wanted to what I wanted to talk it about. It wasn't Insidious. No, but those are good movies. Have you guys seen Clerks Three? Nope. Have uh, you seen Clerks Three? For some reason, I think I have. What did you think of it? I feel like I don't remember it very well, so it can't be all that great. I don't think you saw it. Uh huh. I don't think you saw it. Do you care if I spoil the shit out of Clerks yes, Three? Spoil. It's, you're not gonna How did you watch it? It's on, like, Showtime or something. I don't have Showtime, bitch. No, I don't know what it's on. It's on something. Can I get your Showtime password? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Um, Do not say anything about Clerks 3. I want to see it. Oh, my God. Okay. I don't think I saw it. No. Let me... Well, For some reason, I thought I had Let me it, just but... talk about one part. Okay. So, you remember the, uh, the troll... Yeah gnome guy yeah. from clerks 2 which wasn't that funny right but he's in this one okay and he's older now and he's like working at they're back at the quick stop yes and um he's working there with them and he's still all religious and everything <laughs> and so randall is giving him shit yeah and he's like getting him all flustered and he's like the <laughs> that guy's like you remember he's like randall when when jesus was on the cross and there were two thieves next to him, and there was a good thief and a bad thief. And Randall goes, "Well, they both got caught, so they both seem like bad thieves to me." <laughs> you know how Randall is. And he says something. He goes, "Jesus said to them, or the the good thief said to Jesus, we are but thieves, and you are.'" And Randall goes, "What's a butt thief?" <laughs> so like. It's one of those Kevin Smith, he just hammers it through the whole movie. <laughs> like, they go back to the butt, because then he's like, we are butt thieves, and they're like, what's a butt thief? <laughs> or whatever, I don't know. It's so juvenile, but it's, like, totally Kevin Smith. Did you like it? I did like it, um, it, without spoiling anything, it's hard to talk about it. It does have weight, let's put it that way. Like, yeah. even in that, um, but... Okay, so the basic premise of it I is... I know the premise. Huh? Yeah, I know the premise. That he's making wow. a movie? Yeah. So they're redoing, like, all of the clerk scenes, and mm-hmm. they bring everybody back. So yeah. some of that is kind of... It kind of gets old, but it is kind of funny, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is this ringing a bell? Have you seen it, then? 
I don't believe I have, okay. unfortunately. Anyway, it's I, worth, I, I always if, get if it confused seen, with the damn Jane Silent Bob, Bob Strike Back 15 yeah, times. Yeah, whichever one. The reboot one, the reboot one. I did not yeah. like the reboot one. It was all right. Um, I feel this like one kind of started out like I thought it was going to be more like the reboot, like Kevin Smith had lost it he has kind lost of thing. It, kind of, yeah. But this one was really. If, if you've seen the other ones, you should watch this one. I will. I want to. It's just not on anything that right. I'm watching on. But uh, no, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Cool. Yeah, I want to see it. I just—it's not easily accessible. I think. Jay and Silent Bob. Jay's hilarious. But yeah, I mean, I feel like his, so. Like, I liked all his movies when I saw them. At least the first five or so, you know, before mm-hmm. he totally went off the rails. Right. But then when I go back, I think the only ones that hold up is like Clerks and Mallrats. Like I tried to watch Chasing Amy again. Even that one's kind of not mm-hmm. great now. And then um, I haven't watched Dogma forever, but I'm guessing that doesn't hold up very great. Probably not, but I don't know. It's got Jane's Strike Back is one of my favorite because there's just so many cameos and there's so many lines from it, and it's just funny funny. to me anyway. I think it's it's okay, but like I really think I don't know. Jesus, I think Clerks Three is available in on Hulu. Is it really? Looks like. Oh, cool! I'll have to watch it then. You guys should watch it. Apparently, I'm thinking I should. But yeah, I don't know. It. I mean, it's. I don't know. Well, I'll just like, watch it and make my decision. Yeah. I don't want to hype it up, and then you'd be my expectations are so low. Mine were too. To Kevin Smith. Like I was almost like I. You could say it was the greatest looks movie ever, and I wouldn't believe you, and right. I'd still go in with low expectations. Well, so I put you got that up, going for I you. I put it up for a long time because yeah. it came on, and then like when I first saw that we were able to watch it, I was like, "Hey, Barbara, you want to watch this?" And she's like, "I don't know," and yeah. I was kind of like, "I don't know either." And so oh, I would have watched. I it ended up just clerks. breaking down and watching it. But, I want to watch it because it's Clerks, but yeah, yeah, I don't know if it'll be good. Right. I expect it won't. But we'll it was better than I expected, but I had no expectation. I yeah. expected. I didn't even like crap. Clerks too. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Clerks too. It was definitely bad. one of those ones I really wanted to like, and it just. Was... There are a couple funny parts in it. Yes. Yeah, but the first Clerks is hilarious. Ninety-nine percent of the way through. So, anyway, but don't watch it with your kids, even if they're older, because it's very awkward. Is it? All right. What are we? Oh, comics. Let's do comics. Let's do comics. Sounds good. All right. What did we read? I read read what you guys read. read. Oh, I guess. I read read Magic Order 2. Oh, I have three and four. There's more than two? Yeah. You only had two? Four. Yes, I've been saving them up. It's been a while. What the? I don't remember. I know you. I've seen your trades, so are you caught up? Have you read four? I'm buying them single issues, and I'm in four. It's not all the way out yet, is it? I don't know. You had the trades for the other ones, didn't you? Or have you bought everything in single? All my magic order is in single issues. So did you blow me borrowing in single issue? Because I know I've read them, at least the first one. I don't know. Huh. Okay. So two is... (laughs) Two is... Because okay. the first one kind of had the little bit of a twist there at the end. Right, what happened? Like, I don't even remember what happened. Who does R into? Is it Eminem? I think, M&M. I think the Ying kids like, oh kind of take so over good. the bad, don't they? Or they I mean, yeah, because it's like the girl, She they allude to it in this. They're like, it's what's been, her face? Like, she like cast some crazy spell or something. Yeah. And so in this one... Dude, I'm in four, so if you're going back to two, it's like my brain just went blank. I don't know. Okay. Well, the art's awesome because it's Eminem. Yeah. 
Oh, it's he, no longer Quipel? No, Quipel's his first one. I mean, the second. Now he's gotten a couple no names. Right. Three and mm-hmm. four. Yeah. Which they're not bad, though. He got some pretty decent no names. Yeah. Um, so basically, this story is the that girl, the lady or whatever, she's like taking over. She's like the. The daughter. The daughter has taken over as the head of the family. And there's like these other magic users that were like cast out like a thousand years ago. And this family is like been running the show for like a thousand years. Like their ancestor, like there was a big battle and they took over and the rest of them like can't use magic or whatever, but they're still around. And there's like one character and he's just like, but this really sucks. Like we have as much power as they do, but we can't use it. And so he gets a couple of the other families together, and they basically it's gonna be a coup. Yeah, they try to take over. They they of course they do. Is the end kind of weird? Like another twist. Like they're ending? on like they're on the brink, and they're about to lose, and all of a sudden, nope, nope, yeah. I'm not gonna lose. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Pull a rabbit out of their hat. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It's kind. It felt a little. It's Ex if you want to borrow that and read it, you can borrow it and read it. Yeah. Um, like I said, I won't spoil the to- totally spoil the ending, but yeah, it's like boom, yeah. okay. <laughs> it did have that feel too. Yes. Which is very Miller, obviously. Which well, yes. Did you read Ambassadors? Twist. Did no, you get the trade I don't yet? Have the trade. God damn it! I really want to talk about. Is that. it even out? I think so. I don't think the trade's out. I think out. the trade's out. You said you ordered it and it was like I ready to pick it. up. I don't oh. think it's ready to pick up. It might be. Oh. Do you know the do you know the concept of yes. it? Yes. There's like six people with powers or something. So yes, basically mm. what happened is they cracked the genetic code yeah. to give people superpowers. Dun, there's dun, like dun. there's like two scientists. Or everybody has superpowers. <coughs> there's like two scientists. Only and they were married. Money. They were married, but then they split up, and the wife like cracked the code. Yeah. And so she has decided that she's only gonna give out like six or seven, one for each continent. Yeah, it gets a superhero. Gets a superhero, yeah. and it's somebody that's like supposed to be deserving of yeah. it, not like somebody who's already rich or powerful. And so she's she's handpicking. So yeah, I kind of person from each continent or whatever. Sure. So, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. that's the basic just stuff. There's some stuff, once you read it, I want to talk to you about. Because there was, like, in the first couple issues, there was, like, one thing that was really kind of wonky. Like, yeah, didn't make sense to me. And it felt like he really dropped the ball on it. Because I even went back and looked, and I'm like, that doesn't make sense. But Did you read Savage Dragon 266? No. Is it best one ever? Is there something? No, there's just a weird part that I want to talk about. Uh, one weird part? That's it? Yeah, it's sort of strange. I can't figure it out. I thought maybe Don had some insight. I'll try to read it. Cool. You know. uh, it's kind of like good. the same thing with Ambassadors that I'm looking at for you. Uh, it's not all the same. There's did like you ever one ho- scene that I just want to... Gotcha. Well, this is kind of like one okay. thing. Yeah. But anyway. But it's like a scene that's like a non sequitur and I don't understand it. Gotcha. Yeah. Did you... Real quick. Did you buy King of Spies? Yeah. Do you have the trade? Yeah. Can I borrow it? Yeah. Okay. If I can find it. I'm... I bought like you read King of Spies, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm missing one issue <laughs> out of five. Is it? What five? are the odds? I know it's like one, two, I thought four, it was only five. Four. Okay, so here's five. the thing: yeah. when all the ads, because in Magic Order they're pumping yeah. King of Spies, and it's like four issues. Yeah. It says four issue, but the issues I have are one, two, are one, two, four, five. Okay. 
So I don't know if they did five issues or did they do a funky numbering thing where I, I have them all. Got no idea. I'll go grab the trade. So anyway, yeah, I'd like to borrow the trade because I'd like to read it. Cool. Um, it's hopefully in alphabetical order and it's shelved. Do you want to talk about Nemesis Reloaded? Yeah, we all read it. That nice. is so cool. I did. I read this one. So you had the trade. Does he talk about it at the beginning? He yes. does have a he little, does. He has a little thing about how he got why to you rebooted it. Right, why you rebooted it. And, it and how much money him ago. and McNiven made off of it. Right. Uh, that was off of, yeah, I guess that's true. He said, we made more money off of this than Civil, Civil War, War, Marvel's yeah. best-selling book. Because yeah. we keep reselling the rights to different companies. Well, I think, well, there's that, but I also think it's sold. Well, that sold as part of the Netflix deal, didn't it? Yeah, it's got Netflix. Yep. So, yeah, I think it's, it's part, part of his Netflix, Netflix Miller World. Yeah. Man. This Jorge Jimenez, this art's freaking good. Yeah. yeah it is pretty good, yeah. He keeps still in the greatest. I think he was on Batman. He was. I think Jorge Jimenez. He's done a lot of stuff artwork. for. But uh, uh, what did you guys DC. think? I, it was I liked fun. It. it was a Miller book. I mean, it was action packed, moved fast. Yeah. What did you think, Scott? Yeah, it was action packed and moved. <laughs> and yeah, just to reiterate the same thing, I don't know. I think I'm a little. See. The formula's getting a little stale. Yes. January of 2023. Yeah. Four. Dyke Ruan is the artist. artist. Never even heard of him. I thought we were talking about Nemesis. We are. Yeah, Yeah, don't cancel. That's all good. Nope. But uh, so with Nemesis, I think it's the fact that, I don't know. It's, yeah, it feels a little samey of, you know, the fact that, oh, look, here's a real asshole, you know, type of thing yeah. going around. And let's let the asshole so-called win, you know, type stuff. Yeah, and so, I mean, I think and that's so that, that narratively pr- problematic because you don't really want to root for him because he really is an asshole. Yeah. And so even the bad things that happen to him, while bad, I don't think they justify... Justify what he was doing. What he was doing, right? Like, oh, so... No. And even, I mean, at first, and the thing is, I don't, spoiler alert, I mean, at first you're like, oh, well, his parents were drug dealers or whatever, or they were murderers or whatever, yeah, so right. who cares? But then he finds out that they actually weren't, but they still were drug dealers. Yes. yes. But yeah, they did get framed and executed, which was unfair. Yeah. And he got put in the foster system, but I mean, still. Yeah. It's still, what I didn't care for was how he's trying to tie it in at the end. What did you the guys? Rest of his he's world. doing this big uh, right. crossover. Everything yeah. together. I know, but it just felt very like Marvel movie force type of thing to me. Well, this even like this big game thing. Yeah, it's coming out. Like it's out. I think the first one's out. Yeah, I think yeah, it is. July, but yeah, when they announced it, like they didn't even have a title, anything. Yeah, it was like buy it, and of yeah. course I bought it. Yeah, I'm gonna buy it. It's a yeah. book. It's got um, kick ass in it. I'm buying it. Yeah. yeah. I did I was flipping through. I did like this at the end when he's like I did that. like that. <laughs> like, all right. Well I'm yeah, that was the other thing. Bam! Like, like at the beginning when he damn like he, he had that couple. Yeah. And I'm like, where where is what? this going? What does it mean? I mean right. it seems so, like I didn't not, know what odd. that had to do with anything, but then yeah. again, I'm just kinda of rolling with it, you know, type yeah, things. Because no, I was not trying to take this one any too serious by any means. You know, and then you knew who they were, you know, or in the middle, you know, you know, you know, yeah. the two lackeys. And then by the time they got to the end, you know, and they say, oh, yeah, your parents died even because they were framed. And they're, he's getting out of that car, you know, and you see then that he's the the false, you know, 
rich yeah. guy or whatever to boot too, which yeah. is kind of cool. But you know, then he's got those two, and I'm like, those two are the real fucking killers. Yeah, it was obvious you know? at that point. But yeah. yeah, you're kind of like, oh, now like, we know. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, at first they had that scene. You're kind of like, what the hell's going on? I don't know. I just rolled it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's at least my feeling when it comes to these Mark Miller, you know, type things. And yeah. I do feel like Miller always. And he still he, does. He still stretches your. Uh, what's the right word? Stretches your Physics? exceptions. No, oh. it, <laughs> like he always stretches like a little past the believability, right? You know. Oh, like, absolutely. I mean, yes. just for effect, like that whole thing where that lady died or suicide bombed. You know, all the oh, military. Yeah. It's like, yeah. well, one, the military is not stupid enough to put all their stuff together. I mean, they're they're not gonna that and they're gonna have radar and know a suicide bomber's coming and then the whole like story about how they got that lady to be the suicide bomber it's like well that was another kind of bridge too far you know what i mean it was just all a bit over the top i I know it's supposed to be over the top but it's almost stretching the point of believability almost well it's kind of like i mean it it's his take on like batman no i understand the question over the top and so i mean not everything's gonna be and everything's gonna hit, yeah. and not everything's gonna like totally make sense or tie together. Stuff's gonna be over the top. That's the whole point. Of I know it's the point, but I mean, right. sometimes he goes a little too far. To yeah, where it, it's too ridiculous and pulls yeah. you out of the story. That's fine. That's my take. I mean, mm. obviously, your mileage may vary. That's true. Cool. Is that all you have left? You saw in North yeah. Star. Yeah, and the only reason I brought this was because, like, look at that art. Did you read it? Oh yeah, that's the. I the covers so. are awesome. I've heard did all the Yusagis. The, but did That's you buy the, the colored, the re... Yeah, I bet everything Yusagi. Okay. Um, I mean, that's old, dude. I know. It's like from three years ago. I know, I'm catching up on stuff. <laughs> but, like, I didn't even ever... When I read this originally, uh-huh. I never even made the connection. It's Lone Goat and Kid. It's Lone Wolf and Cub. You didn't catch that? No. Well, originally you didn't know what Lone Wolf and Cub really right. was. Right, originally. So, yeah. Yeah, so I when I reread this, I'm like, because I've been looking at that recently, yeah. I'm like, oh my god, it's Lone Wolf and Lone Cub. Wolf. Yeah. And, yeah, it's totally the same. Totally the same. But, yeah, so, I got caught up on all of my Yusagi, that makes it even so now enjoyable. I need, yeah, David Peterson. So is the new stuff going to be in good. color? I don't know. They just the first one. Isn't that the guy that did like uh, Mouse Garden? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he did all the covers. Did he really? For this for this series. Oh, okay. For this six issue series. Um, dude, Image isn't even in previews now. I know. Well, yeah, they are. No, they're not. They have a list of every. Oh yeah, they just have a page of a list, and then they say go to this website to look at it. I do it all online, so I guess I saw it all. I don't even, I don't, but I was like, really? Image is not even... Does Looter not send you the catalog? What, the Image catalog? Yeah. I don't, didn't know that Image had a catalog. This is the first month that they haven't been in previews. I get a DC mm-hmm. magazine, I get a Marvel one, and yeah. I get previews. You don't get the other two Lunar magazines? I don't know. They have an Image one, and then they have all the non-Image or DC stuff. Really? They don't send that? Where are you looking at this? It's or all online. It? It's all online. Maybe it's only online. I guess, but I mean, Lunar owns DCBS, so I mean, you'd think they at least send you the yeah, catalogs. Yeah, I don't get anything. Up in, this is so the, how do you know what image books to order? This is the first month that they haven't had image in previews. So let me read it. Well, how do you know what image books to order? 
I'm gonna have to go online now and That's look at dumb. it. I guess. Wow. I don't even know why I'm gonna get previews anymore. I There's I don't know why anybody would get previews. Well, because. IDW and Dark Horse are pretty much. IDW and Dark Horse are both in. They're there. in there, but they're now in the back. They're in the back. Dark Horse, they it's totally different. Like yeah, they basically they, just have they have yeah, nothing in there. Nothing. And Dynamite has like fifty thousand seventy pages. pages. Yeah, because they're the premier publisher now. I'll buy a single fucking thing from Dynamite because it's yeah. eighteen versions. I wouldn't buy previous anymore if I were you, because it's like five bucks, isn't it? Uh, I mean, I know you get a discount. Right, I think I pay like two fifty for it, but yeah. my discount or something. Is it really worth two fifty? I don't know. There's all the independent stuff back, which yeah. it's getting smaller, but it's getting pretty small. But I can always usually at least pick out one or two things out of there. <laughs> I want to hear about eight. You bought the hardcover, nice. I want to hear about eight billion genies. All right, eight billion genies. I want to hear what you guys thought about it. I'll have I'll let Scott go first. I kind of dominated the Nemesis. Read. I don't I know, even know why you would even recommend it's this. It's really good. <laughs> it's like one of the best books this year. It is very good. It's in, I would say... It's not in my best of the year. It may be in the top five, maybe. It's top probably 10. top ten, but not top, top five. Really? Top okay. Yeah. For yeah. me. For me. Yeah. But that's cool. Yeah. I, I, I did really enjoy it. I thought it, it, was it moved along pretty good and, uh, you know, had some interesting ideas and you know obviously they had to figure out ways to to fit the rules of the world that they mm -hmm. wanted to to do you know with certain things and i thought they did it a was nice that they could that. just break the rules whenever they so, wanted so that was cool there is a little bit of that too Come on. yeah well, like, Gina's like, well, some wishes we just don't decide to, we decide not to grant. That's right. Because we don't want to. Yeah. Well, it was just those type of things. That's why I say that they, <laughs> they kind of try to well, set some things out there just to go, yeah, well, we do what we well, want. You can't break the comics, so we won't actually let that happen. That's exactly right, yeah. And that's what it boils down to. Although it was interesting reading in the back part there, I think, a little bit, where they I talked about... I don't think I got that. Um, Let's see. They talk a little bit about some ideas that they were throwing around and whatnot. And I think even like the original script or something that they were thinking about having people wish to go to time travel. Oh, yeah. You know, type things and going to different really points sucks, in time. I bought the single so, issues and I didn't get this. Yeah, they're, you, and I, I think they probably realized, yeah, that's not a very good concept. You know, well, oh, yeah. we're going to control that. Yeah. You know, type things within the narrative. So, have to spend yeah. another 40 bucks. To I mean, it was, I liked it, but at some stuff. point it kind of devolved into that sort of post apocalyptic where you have like these different societies and they're all fighting. I was like, well, that yeah, wasn't as interesting, I didn't think. It was a little more. But I liked it up to that. And then I thought the ending was kind of crap. I just hated the ending. You hated the ending? Really? It was so trite. Oh, the whole point is everybody should just love each other. Love conquers all. Dude, give me a break. That's Oh, my God. Seriously, that's that's what you got out of all this? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just start with that and tell me ahead of time that this is all you came up with. I mean, I don't know how you're supposed to end it, but it's like... Well, it's a cycle. It starts the next cycle. I, every yeah, time the, the population hits eight billion, yes, but at the everybody end, should just be nice to each other. Don. But at the end, that's that was the, the point: story. was the fact that her wish is the whole everybody be nice to each other, and then at the very end, it's basically like, oh, when eight billion happened, they didn't have to didn't have to do the genie thing because everybody was, was in a nice kumbaya society. Yeah, right. so perfect. You know. Thanks to this one person who lived 800 years. You don't like fucking happy endings? He didn't like the happy endings. I don't ending. like trite endings. Huh. So you don't think if we all loved each other that this would be a... I think it would, but it's one? never going to happen. So, 
Wow. Well, maybe with a wish. Oh my god. <laughs> I thought it was really interesting. Like, I don't know what I expected out of this book, right? It's exactly what I expected. And it was good. I liked what? it. But it was nothing what I expected at all. I, I did really, enjoy it. I really liked the way, like I said, they thought everything out. It went out, you know, eight years, 80 years, 800, whatever. And yeah. the way that people were like hoarding the wishes and buying the wishes and brokering the wishes and using them as power. Like it was interesting the way. Yeah. And then you get that, like I was trying to talk about, but not talk about like the people that are, they're, they're so gun shy to use it because yeah, they hold on to it for that. Yeah. And then you can't even use yeah, it. Can't even use it and those like, guys are both of those guys. Like, something would happen and everybody would look at them like, really, are you that selfish? You're not going to use your wish? And then neither one of them would use their wish, yes. you know? Because they I don't know. just didn't, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't, ex like, Charles Soule is, is a writer, right? Like, a book writer, a comic book writer, an comedy, author, yeah. whatever. And it just felt like it was, whether it was trying to be more smart than a comic i just thought it was more thought out than i had expected it to be it's very and it seemed go ahead oh it's very typical charles soul that's exactly wow. he's high concept he comes up with these kind of crazy concepts and then explores them gotcha and so i mean i think but yeah, i'm sorry what were you gonna say i didn't mean no that that's it i mean it felt like more to me than like comic book like if i was gonna write a book about Eight billion. Everybody gets a wish. Like I don't know what I would do, but it seemed like you know he, he really thought it through. He really yeah. thought it through, is what I'm and saying. And not only that, though, I felt like you know at least, especially the characters that are in the bar at the beginning. I mean, he does. They do kind of flesh them out. You know. I oh mean, yeah. There's no, several of them to do, and especially in such a short time frame, you do kind of you know connect a little bit more yeah. to to some of them. You know, and things and. Even though he, he can't spend a whole lot of time with them, there's enough development there where it's like, yeah, I kind of like these people or whatever else. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Or see where they're coming from. Yeah, so I think it was cool because it was a cool concept and then he did creative things with it and he kind of yeah. took it in interesting directions. And that's kind of what he does. He takes like a cool concept and he kind of explores it in a very intelligent, you know, thought out right. way. Yeah. It's yeah. good. I just thought the ending was very, you know, just very. Yeah, no, I get that. But but up to that point, I liked it. I mean, the ending's fine. It just was very obvious. And I know. felt that way, too. Yeah, that the ending was obvious. But I don't know that I... I don't I know what, I don't know what was, you were going to do. I, exactly. I mean, I didn't know how they were going to wrap it up. And I figured they were going to try to wrap it up so that they could have the, the happy ending type of thing. Could, yeah. You know, to help stop the cycle. And, you know, with saying what she did, I, it didn't bother me. I mean, it felt like it was a... This whole story was a natural progression to some of yeah. that, you know, especially for sure. her particular chunk of the story. Yeah. So, so it didn't bother me at all. Yeah. I don't know if I really feel that it was, that that's all that you'd really need, but, yeah. you know. Well, yeah. If it was that simple shit, somebody should have done that, you know, well before that, you know. Yeah, too. exactly. But so, you're telling me 8 billion people, not one of them would think of that? I don't know. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. But yeah, it was, no, it was yeah. good. And I like the little pages, too, where they were showing, like, the world on fire or whatever the hell else, you know, when they was especially explaining, you know, you know, current population, you know. Right. Half a million, you yeah. know, yeah. How, many wishes? how many wishes. And then you look at the world, and it's like, there's freaking, like, I don't know, 
some huge holes and other type things going <laughs> yeah. on. A dragon somewhere. Right. I don't know why. Well, that's, <laughs> so, you know, that's crazy. Like, if that happened, like, that would seriously be like, holy shit. Well, I did. your ankles and buckle down. You know I did I mean? like some it's of that some, fact, yeah. That, some mean, crazy shit's going to well, happen. Well, we're right in the power the part right now where <laughs> yeah. everybody's fighting with their powers. And <laughs> right. then pretty soon, then, it's going to move to the strategists. So, you know. I mean, and then... That kid, like, he wishes <coughs> to be, like, a superhero, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's part of it. And then he goes and finds, yeah. Yeah, that was a little heartbreaking, though, in that way. Right. Bit, when his fellow super team gets decimated. Yeah. So. I don't know, man. I'd be, like, I'd probably have to waste mine, and I'd just be, like, in my house going. I'd be, like, the guy in the bar. I'd be, like, I just wish this place is safe. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to write this thing out. Like, don't die but it's also funny because it's like one of the things in there was like money was useless oh, because yeah. everybody wished for like all yeah. the money in well, the that's world. where my first thoughts went was <laughs> is like, like well money oh but that's not a very good idea because everybody else is going to do that so right. you know type of things and then it's just totally crap you know yeah so yeah you know, but yeah so then you try to figure out yeah i did like the one guy who's like i i wish people would believe in me not actually realizing what the how the hell that would take him, you know, yeah. type things. Because then you just, do you believe in me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so everybody just pretty yeah. much does whatever he wants then. Um, well, um, I'll, I'll take guard and this. I'll have Berserk real quick. Um, Ooh. I did volume eight. I'm going to have one. to read. So I'm giving you nine. Yeah. Ten is where I've stopped. So I'll have to so read So you've read ten. ten? Okay. No, I have not read ten. Okay. I've read nine. All right. So you're about to catch up to him is what he's saying. Yes. I'm getting it. All right, so this one starts with Griffin comes back. Yay! And takes over basically part of the world. And he's got his own fighting force. And he's got oh. some cool beasts with him. And, I don't know if that is that a good thing. And Guts and Casca are on the run. And they meet I up with their Guts own little group. And they sort of get a whole band going. Yeah. They kind of get the band together. They got, like, the little kid. They got the lady who was chasing him last time and then her... And they go back into their backstory, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. The so lady that's the religious yeah. lady or whatever. Was, yeah. Was. Yeah. Casca almost gets raped a few more times. You right. Because that's what I she mean, does. Because that's what happens. That's what she's yeah. good for now. Is that what she's almost, She's like... Almost. She doesn't, so that's good. She's like so, out of it totally, just mindless, and so she this just is gets called raped. the... This arc is called the Millennium, the Falcon of the Millennium yeah. or whatever. So you were like, oh, it's so obvious. I guess I get that, but I don't see anything Star Warsy about it. Am I missing it's it? Gonna be it's going to happen one. in that one? Do they get like a Millennium Falcon one. to fly around in? No, there's like... Okay. No, you'll see it. Okay. I was I was trying to figure it here and I didn't see it, and so I was hoping... I, I don't think I caught on to it either until this one. Yeah. And okay. I don't know that I even really thought about it, because like, I didn't pay attention until I talked to yeah that guy at Planet, Robert... Yeah, uh, Robert Wilson the Fourth. Robert Wilson the Fourth. Yeah, and he was talking about it, and then I read this next one, and I'm like, Oh, oh. Yeah. and it's like and the Cantina. Oh yeah. No, no it's. No. <laughs> I don't want to. Don't spoil, but yeah, okay. Yeah, so it hits in that book. It. Okay, but that's cool. Yeah, if you're paying attention, it'll make it'll make sense like cool. halfway through this. All right. Halfway through, so you only got another like 500 pages before it will make sense. Right. Yeah, that's all right. No, they're only about five pages, so two fifty. But yeah, I like this. I think the I think the art continues to get better. Yeah, like I do. Oh like I think God. the early stuff was not the best, but it has progressively just got better. Like his cross hatching. Oh my his, God! 
the this, detail that he puts in it, it just keeps getting better. So I'm really starting to feel like the art. You're starting is to hitting, dig the art. Hitting, well, I've always enjoyed the art, but I feel like it's getting stronger as we go, and it's really hitting like peak stride or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So, but yeah, very, very good. But yeah, this one wasn't as shocking as the last few. So, you know, hopefully we're kind of past the shock value to some degree, and we're actually just going to do good stories now. Yeah. Really? We'll I don't see. know. And uh, maybe not. I could be wrong. Um, so I've started to read, so there's nine, I have nine, of, there's nine of these out. I have nine of these. I don't Fist know how many the there North are. Star. Fist of the North Star. I don't know how many of these there there's are. There's a thousand. I don't know how far it went, but Viz has started to put these out in hard little covers? hard covers. Why not make them big hard covers? Nah, I know. They're only 20 bucks though. I kind of like that. They're fairly cheap. How much are the Berserk ones? 50? 50. Wow. Yeah. Well, there's and more. This has color too. Yeah, so in the first few pages. The thing, yeah, it goes like color, and then it goes to like a red. Like in some of it, it goes to like a red ish, like red and black and white. It's like Wasn't this. there a fist of the North Star video game on Nintendo? Yeah, I'm sure. So then Probably. it goes to like this stuff where it's like red mm -hmm. and black and white. Mm -hmm. It's so freaking jarring when I was sitting here reading these because you go from color. This red, black, and white, and then you just go to black and white. Black and white. And I'm like, holy crap! That's like, jarred. I just read six. It was to me for some reason. Like, I read like six pages of this red, black, and white. I'm digging it, and then bam, it's black and white. Bam. I'm not like super complaining. So is this any good? It's all right. The okay. the first it's a little dated, right? Yeah, the first book is basically like Road Warrior. Oh, nice. It's got. Uh, I love Road Warrior. It's got uh, what's his face? The best looks like Street Fighter character. Humongous. Humongous, whatever his name is. Humongous, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's it's straight out of Street Fighter. Or, I mean, not Street Fighter. Mad Max. Mad Max. Cool. Uh, Road Warrior. Is that what I said the first time? You did. You did, that. but then you said it wrong like three other times. I was said Street Fighter after you But, uh, I mean... Wow. Wow. So you're going to keep them going? Sucked. Well, I've already got nine of them. Bought. Oh, okay. How many are they putting out? Uh, there's nine... There's been nine. There's, been nine, there's nine, nine of these no. that have been... So, out. I would immediately go to Wikipedia and see how many there are. Yeah, you I haven't know, done I that? just haven't. Scott, Wikipedia. It Scott. might be the second one. That's, so, there's uh, two in each one? I think two volumes? Three. three. So, it's like Berserk? It's 500 pages? Well, it goes up to like... I don't know if a chapter is a book. Because I know somebody put these out at some point. Yeah. Like in issues. Yeah. And so these are like 200 pages, and they go to like eight chapters, I think. Okay. No, 13. Cool. So this has 13 chapters. So basically, it's basically. it's really, it's freaking kind of funny. It's hilarious. So um, this guy is, book. he's... Um, it does look like it's one of those apocalyptic type of... Yes, things. it's like, it happens in... nine. The beginning starts out and it's 1990X. The year 199X. So 1990-something, right? I'm assuming 99. And there's a... Well, the world was engulfed in nuclear fire. And it's basically everything... Everything fire. is Mad Max, kind of. And this guy, he has... Seven scars on his body, on his chest, which are in the shape of the constellation of the North Star. Of course. And so he does this... Um, uh, you can... No, he no. has this... Uh, it's a special... Um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, form of... Combat. 
karate, kung fu, kung fu whatever. Karate. And he's, he's the fist of the North Star. And he can basically do, like, all these different variations. And so, like, what he does is he'll he'll do a battle or whatever, and he'll hit them. And then, like, their face will, like, kind of indent a little bit. Uh-huh. And then it'll just cave in. Oh, wow. But he does, like... I do that. Like, heads explode. They just rip in half. Bodies come in half. But he has... Any time that he needs to do anything, he comes up with a certain version of that. And he'll hit him and he'll be like, oh, Rukin. And then it's like, oh, this is the... The... Fist of the South the Star. The Fist of the South Star. This is the I'm going to mess you up internally thing or whatever. And then cool. they explode. So it's just... It's him... And he's picked up, like, one or two little stragglers along the way. But he's just trying to make his way through this post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic world. world, trying to do good and trying to help. And um, So wow. according to Amazon, there's ten volumes. Oh, but there's ten shipped. When does t- ten ship? But they're putting them out. I mean, how many are there in the actual original manga? It does appear that ten will ship in the end of September. Okay, there you go. So I have nine. Physically. So it's a little weird. In the original manga, it was a twenty-seven volume twenty-seven type things. But if you are getting two, possibly in one. Well, that's what I'm saying. Three, but it can't be three because there's like thirteen chapters. It's two hundred page. Uh... Okay, so there's two hundred and forty-five chapters. Okay, so, so I guess you could do that. Thirteen. One. So. So That's do the math there. Thirty is ten, so that'll be twenty. That's about right. Yeah. Twenty. Yeah, because that'd be around. If there's thirteen and one, that you know that'd be around. Uh, that'd be like twenty. There's three hundred. How many chapters should there was? Two hundred and forty-five. Okay. So yeah, if probably you like thirteen. You know, three hundred pages in each of these. It's probably about eighteen. Though. Yeah. So I'm over half. You get around bookshelf space. <laughs> Have you considered <laughs> this possibility? Yes. You just put up more bookshelves, dude. Um. There is a limit. There's, there will be, yeah. So not there yet, but uh, but no. I mean, it's the art's kind of cool. It's like Berserk is kind of heavy and dark, and you know what I mean, like <laughs> people getting raped and stuff. Like <laughs> you know, like dark. This is kind of this is more light and fun, but still kind of but still people violent, get raped, but still kind of <laughs> violent. <laughs> But I I don't know light and fun. It's still violence, but less rape. Yes, there's a lot less rape. I mean, I swear they watched like Mad Max and just totally <laughs> took it. I'm sure they did. And like, because there's like one town, he comes up and and like water is it's like Water World. Nobody yeah. has water, right? Like water is like so it's the opposite of Water World. It's the opposite of Water World. Well, water they world didn't have fresh water. They in had water, water everywhere. They in just water world, they just they couldn't, couldn't drink, drink it. it. So they didn't have water in water world. I guess they need to rewatch water. They world. didn't have. They didn't have drinkable water. They had to go Can't they just desalinate it? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, anyway, like water is the commodity. Yeah, just like Mad Max. Well, and Road it was gasoline. Road Warrior. Gasoline in the Road Warrior, not necessarily. They didn't have water either. Okay. Um, but yeah, and so he's. Oh, yeah. He's kind of like just making his way. I got it in the world today. Catch your point, Chris. Yeah, but uh, it's it's good. It's fine. Cool. I like it. Glad you like I'm digging it. it. I'm glad you're ten books into an eighteen volume series, well, and you've two. read two of them. And read two. You're, you're well, in. so the weird thing, like I picked There's up one weird. and two, and then I started, like I started pre-ordering them. 
Yeah, I know. At I like six. Yeah. And then I had to go back and get the other ones. So yeah. I finally got everything up to nine. Like mm. I filled in the holes. So I'm like, ah, I can start reading them. Which I probably should wait till I get all of them. But nope. You know. Don't do it. I like those though because they're. I don't like that they're smaller. It's not bad, but the price point's really nice on them. There's a nice price point. For a nice little hardcover. Yeah. 20 bucks. And I'm usually getting them at a discount. Yeah. There were a couple I had to buy off Amazon that I paid almost full price for. Oh, really? Yeah. That's crazy. I, I screw up your thing. No, I'm just seeing. Or is it when you knock things down? Probably. So you and you. Hey, this is my purge pile, so Scott's to go first. I read Junkyard Joe. Who gave me this one? I, I didn't remember. Oh. John doesn't <coughs> buy trades. I don't buy trades. I guess that's true. Except manga, apparently. I guess, yeah. Manga. If they put it in an expensive enough format, Don said. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this one is part of whatever the hell the Geiger Mad Ghost Geigerverse. There you go, type things. I don't know what it's called. And um, this one involves a robot from back in the what Vietnam era. Vietnam. That's right. Who goes around and helps a couple of soldiers there, and maybe even has a little bit of a conscience, and then shows back up what like freaking fifty years later. Fifty years or later. Yeah, and uh, goes looking for Johnny Five. Goes looking for one of the <laughs> one of the soldiers that he saved back in the day, and finds out that uh, you know because that guy thought he was crazy, but he was like no, seeing right. shit. Well, the whole thing is this robot is kind of looking for who his creator was, and he just happens to remember the soldier being somebody that was nice to him, and then reading the basically. The soldier that gets out of Vietnam that was saved by Junkyard Joe is reading or is writing comic strips that makes him very, you know, popular, quite a bit of money. And I think Junkyard Joe, you know, learns about that and thinks, hey, maybe he did create me. And so he goes back there. And then the chaos that ensues when he shows back up in a town. And Where was Junkyard Joe for 50 years? I don't think that it explained that very well. Yeah, it really didn't. Yeah. Well, what did you think about it? Did you like it? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't really what I was expected. No, it was I almost like a character story. It was hugely a character type driven story. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't a lot of action. There's not, not a lot a of intrigue. Lot. Yeah, you yeah you kind of know where things are going. It's it's very linear. It's I think, very man called Otto type things. I feel mm, okay. <laughs> uh, don't know if I can go there, but because <laughs> it does have the action and things in there towards the end. I it mean, has there, a bit, there is yeah. some suspense of. You know, they're chasing him down. That's yeah. right. No, there's yeah. some. Uh, I mean, yeah. I would put it more in one of those ones where you know you got the more almost like a person with a certain set of skills that's kind of protecting the family that yeah, you know fair. that befriended him, yeah. you know, or whatever. So yeah, totally. it kind of fits into that. Cool. Yeah, I think I like Geiger a little better because it was a little more kind of action adventure. This one was a little different, but I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was good. Well done. It just. I did feel it was well done. But I do agree with you. I think there was a little bit of, okay, where, where is this really going? It feels yeah. like, you know, you had this whole part where you're talking about Vietnam, you know, that takes up all this whole area. Now you are almost starting back over because you jump 50 years and seeing where everybody's at now and introducing even more characters in this town. And then you got people meeting back up. So, you know, it's, to your point, there's really... There's that little burst of action at the beginning, you know, where a bunch of people are dying. And then, you know, you're kind of going about another, you know, almost two, you know, issues before you are getting back into, you know, some more action again. Because yeah. it's all the, 
now set up. So when things like that happen, sometimes it can feel like it drags us a little bit. Yeah, like I said, it didn't quite work 100%, but it was still very good. It just wasn't like a home run. Yeah, it's like I a would triple. agree. It's like I a would triple. agree. We'll use baseball now. Not a home run, but a triple. Yeah. All right, Perch Pile. I read Goodbye Chunky Rice by Craig Thompson. You guys know Craig Thompson? Uh-uh. He's, he a, very, he's like, a very famous cartoonist. Is he? Yeah. His artwork kind of reminds me of Mark Hempel a little bit. I can see that. Um, Do you know who Mark Hempel is? Yeah, I know who Mark Hempel is. Okay. Because Drew knows everybody. Um, Tug and Buster. It does have a little bit of Tug and Buster going there. Um, so he's a pretty big deal. He did a book after this was his first book. He did a book after this called Blankets, was like what a bunch of uh, words and stuff. Of blankets. And then he did a book called it. Habib or something. I've heard of that. I've I have that. Um, I've read that. And so then he started making some kids' comics. Now he's making some other stuff. I'm not adult sure what porn comics? No, he's oh. adult porn comics. But anyway, he was pretty successful as like a artsy cartoonist. Kind of like the Dan Clowes. Uh, what's that guy who did that red book that you read? Red. Uh, it's like the one, like Rusty Brown. Chris oh, Ware. Chris Ware. He's kind of like Chris Ware type yeah. of thing. Anyway, this was his so, first book. Let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. On the back, I was looking, and there's a blurb from Alan Moore. Yep, Alan Moore. Alan Moore highly recommends this book. He does. As does <laughs> That's Smith. probably why I bought it. As does Jeff Smith and um, Eddie Campbell. Yes. That's probably that, why I bought it. Does it live... Is Alan Moore blowing smoke up my ass? Or yes, is... he is. Okay. So, as wow. as a first... as a Well, it, it's through Top Shelf, who was putting all Alan Moore's stuff out at that time. Right. I think he's I mean, doing. Here's the thing: it's a very good first comic by Craig Thompson, who's a great cartoonist and is a very yeah. good writer, cartoony guy. But this is his first thing, and I think he had a lot of great ideas. And it started, and it was it's well done for a first effort. But I think he got a lot better going gotcha. forward. So basic idea: it's a very simple concept. So Chunky Rice is like that little turtle guy. Well, he's going off to f- see the world. Like, he's moving on, like, going out I into like the... I like the art style. The art's cool. I like Craig Thompson's a really good cartoonist. But, um, and so he's got, like, a, a friend that he's leaving behind, like, a mouse girl or whatever. You know, they're, like, best friends, you know. And she's, Stay like, away. and she's, like, staying. She's, like, don't go. He's, like, I need to. I'm feeling the call of the world, blah, blah, blah. So that is the whole concept. Hmm. And so he gets so, on, so he gets on a boat. It's like Freebird. To go away, and she's back home, sad, and he's going out of the world, and then he spends the rest of the book on the boat. And there's, like, a boat captain who's kind of, like, a fun, kind of crazy guy, and then there's some, there's, like, some Siamese twins on the boat, you know, that he kind of talks to, and some quirky characters. And there's, like, a whole another story about another guy back on the island that he left that's kind of unrelated to the rest of it. Mm-hmm. But you kind of get some of his story a little bit. Like, he mm. has a little bit of a character arc. Does it end? It just ends with him on the boat. Huh. <laughs> wow. And he's going on. So. I'm like, I guess I'm tired of drawing this. Let's <laughs> call it finished. Well, I think the idea was he's on his journey. He's yeah. made peace with the fact that he's going and he's left everything behind. I, think. I got you. So, it's very, I think it was a personal story for Craig Thompson. Because he says, like, in the beginning, he dedicates the book to his friends that he left back in Wisconsin or something. Mm-hmm. So, I think he lived in, like, a small religious town in Wisconsin. And then he wanted to be a cartoonist, so he moved to, like, Portland, Oregon. And so... Because you can't do cartooning in Michigan. 
Well, you can't make all the contacts. And Portland's like a comic town. You know what oh, I, mean? I guess this was 99. Yeah, exactly. It was a different It was world. before the internet, really. But And he wanted to go out and kind of, you know, meet other cartoonists it. and learn and grow and all that. Yeah, yeah. Because that was his dream. So I think it's really about, it's, a, it's him telling his story of like, it was hard to leave, you know, all my friends and family and then go out in the world. And so that's basically gotcha. it. So I mean, it's simple. The cartooning's really good. Some of the different character arcs don't hit 100%, but I mean, they're interesting. I mean, it's... It's pretty to look at. Yeah, no, But it's, I like Mark Hempel. Yeah, I like the art style. Craig Thompson is good, and I think his stuff only gets better. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. It's cool. So, interesting. I want to talk about... So, I was listening to a podcast today. Oh, God. It's comic book what? historians, and there was an, there were two episodes that I listened to. One was an interview with Julius Schwartz. Julie Schwartz yep. from back the in DC 1999, right? Yeah. This, this interview was recorded in 99. And there was another one with Carmine Infantino from yep. 99. So in the one with Carmine Infantino, which I don't know a whole lot of history about DC, but like in, so I looked it up, but like in 1967, mm-hmm. the company that was DC was sold to the company that will eventually become Warner Brothers, right? Okay. It was called Kenny... Kinney Enterprises or something. They bought it in 1967. Okay. So there was like a... The way that Carmine Infantino worded it was that there was like an article in like the New York Post or the New York Times that says, um, whatever, uh, Kinney buys Batman, right? Because they bought DC or... It wasn't DC at the time. It was whatever it was Good called. National Periodicals or whatever. Yeah. Well, Bob Kane... Technically owned Batman. Yeah. And so he went to DC or whatever, National Periodic, was like, whoa, you guys can't sell Batman. Like, I own it. Yeah. So in 1967, they made a deal and they gave Bob Kane a million dollars. Yeah, it's pretty good for 1967. But it was paid out, yes, it was paid out in $50,000 for 20 years. Oh, wow. And I went and looked up $50,000 in 1967. It's about, what, 500 grand? Yeah. Basically 500 grand. Mm. So that dude got, in 1967, 50 grand all the way from 67 to 87. He got 50 grand. 50 grand wasn't that much in 87. No, not in 87, but in 1967. How do you think he bought that big tombstone? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about Bob Kane other than he seems like a real douchebag and he, like, screwed over Bill Finger and blah, blah, blah. But, like, dude made a million dollars in 1967, like, off of Batman. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, excuse me. And I don't know if he sold it. Like, he must have sold all the rights so that they could make the sale because then Carmine Infantino goes on to say, like, you know, if Bob Kane wouldn't have played ball... Like, that deal wouldn't have gone through. Like, he had to sign off on it. Mm-hmm. But I know that, like, his... The little I know about Bob Kane and Batman... Like, I even watched that... What was it? Bill Finger and Me or Bob Kane and Me. Uh, there was, like, a documentary. I don't remember. It's been a couple of years, at least, cool. since I've seen it. Yeah. But, um, you know, Bob Kane set up a sweet deal where even after he sold Batman or whatever, it was like... You know, every single comic book that has Batman or anything with Batman has to say created by Bob Kane. Like, it's and the irony, he there. didn't create Batman. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Bill Finger got the shaft, but it's like I don't know. I mean, 
Yeah, he was, but he was a business guy, right? So, like, you talk about, like, Simon & Schuster, who sold Superman for, like, what, $200 back in 1938? And they got the shaft for, like, years? Yeah. This dude made out. Like, this dude, like, he's the one guy that, like, Because the guy who didn't actually do the work always makes out. Right. Just like Stan Lee cleaned (laughs) up. Right. I know. It was just interesting. I'd never heard that before. In all the stories or books or whatever, history or whatever I'd read, I'd never heard that he got paid. It was basically like, hey, we'll give you a million dollars if you let this deal go through. Yeah. You know? And then that company, like, Kenny, like, then, like, because I looked it up because I wanted to see, like, when it was sold. Mm -hmm. So I knew when, like, the deal went through. And they, like, a couple years later, they ended up buying Warner Brothers. Mm -hmm. And then they just steamrolled into like all kinds of stuff where it became what it is now like time warner yeah. or like the cable and all that stuff he sees his last batman well. movie made a billion dollars i don't know that bob kane did, did that well <laughs> he's been dead for like i'm just saying 10 or 15 years i think <laughs> i think warner brothers got the better deal on right no a million dollars was fucking cheap yeah and then like on <laughs> well back in 1967 it wasn't i guess 50 grand probably but it was 450 500 grand back then yeah, they had that Batman TV show, which was huge in the 60s. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Carmine Infantino was talking about, like, how um, when, uh, which I've never really knew a lot about Carmine Infantino. Like, I'd heard of him. Like, I knew that he was, like, with The Flash, and he did a bunch of covers and stuff, but I'd never, like, listened to an interview about him or with him or anything. He's a pretty interesting guy. Should come to Erica? I think, is he still alive? Probably not. I don't think Carmine's still no, alive. I'm probably. I don't, he might. Jose be. Luis Garcia. But in '99, this interview took place in '99. Yeah. He was talking about how like he was done drawing and he was yeah. retired and all this yeah. other crap. But I mean, he could still. But maybe no, he retired I think he's dead. in '60. Yeah. I don't know if Carmine. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it was very interesting because he was like the publisher, and then he was like the president of DC. Like, yeah. you know, he was he was a uh, pretty big. I don't know. It's like, I don't know a lot of history about DC. Because they've been around, well, pre-30s. Like, pre-Superman they were around. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they've been around for a long time as far as they've gone through, they've been sold. That's crazy that they were sold, like, back in 67. Then, in like, it was, like, early 70s when, like, Warner Brothers bought them. Yeah. And I'm sure that's how the Superman movie came to be. Yeah. Did you know Mario Puzo, like, wrote... The Superman? The Superman script? Yeah. How do you think they got Mar- or Marlon Brando to be in it? Really? I don't, I don't know. know. Did Godfather come out before? Godfather thought, came out in the early 70s. Mario Puzo didn't write the Superman script. The original. He wrote a script. A treatment, yeah. He wrote a treatment. But didn't Richard Donner redo it? <laughs> I don't know. He might have. Or is that Superman 2 only? I don't know. I don't know. He was saying that they wrote Superman 1 and Superman 2, like, at the same time. Yeah. Like, they wrote them at the same... They, uh, or maybe it was Julie. I listened to an interview with Julie Schwartz, and I listened to an interview with Carmine and Fantino. Did you know that Quentin Tarantino wrote a Star Trek movie? I had heard that. His first... Treat, Mario Puzo's first treatment... Yeah. ...of the Superman movie that he wrote... Was that the Pope gets kidnapped and Superman had to rescue him. That's a pretty like, good story. Or I'd watch that. <laughs> Carmine Fantino's like, that don't sound like any Superman story I've ever heard. <laughs> I said to go back and rewrite it. I'm like, oh my God. Like, the Pope got kidnapped. Which, okay. 
Now that I'm on the subject of the Superman movie. Oh my god. You're like just one. Isn't that like crazy? Like you guys have thought about that, right? Like so at the end of Superman, (laughs) like they send off two missiles. Kinda. And he has to choose because he can't stop both of them. I know. Right? Yeah. But then after the one goes off and Lois dies, he stops. He finally be he's finally he can fly fast enough around the world to spin the earth backwards to reverse time. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it have been just if he could go that fast, he could have got both missiles, right? Okay, so like, you're that's trying the to huge gaping flaw. That's the, the flaw in that ending. <laughs> yep. That's it the is. part. What what else? It's all believable up till then. As if far you as rotate the Earth Superman. backwards, it doesn't turn time backwards. It just rotates the Earth backwards. It no, probably I understand takes that. it off its axis and flies it into space. I understand that, but what that's I'm, the gaping hole. Not no, that he could have flown that fast. The gaping hole is the previous part where, and he didn't have to fly that fast that to fast. rotate the Earth. He just turned it. Dude, he was going like this. Like How do you even? Spinning. What do you even hold on to to rotate the Earth? In I the don't first know, place? but what I'm saying is, he was going fast enough to go around the Earth, like. Like, he was a blur. Yeah. That's pretty fucking fast. Maybe he couldn't get up enough speed. He had to have some. In the he atmosphere? Like, he had to have, like, a... Yeah, he probably had too much friction. So it was friction get, in the atmosphere? He probably had to get into the vacuum of space to go that fast. Where do you fall in on this, Scott? <laughs> Where do you fall in? It's getting to the atmosphere, which takes all the time. Haven't you seen how planes have to, like, climb? Then once they get above, like, the clouds, they can just cruise, dude. dude. I've watched... Did I've watched nothing? those space movies. Those, do you know nothing? Dude, they hit... They... It's, it's all, from the, the, all the energy is getting out of the atmosphere. The Once you get into space, it's easy to move around. <laughs> what do you think? It's like the chicken before the egg. No, it's not. Like if not he like the chicken could before fly the egg. that fast, I am more of your opinion that if he could go that fast, go get both fucking missiles. But that's exactly. just because the end of that movie is just so fucking stupid. It is. The whole Did Mario Puzio write the end of well, that? Well, <laughs> it, well, the, that movie is is because I am not reading the it's Godfather. It's a pretty good it's, movie. It's, but yeah. the ending is just like what the it's F- garbage. Or, so I really for bad. years I've hung on the fact that if he could fly that fast to spin the earth, if he could fly that fast around the world, he could stop both missiles. But maybe, just maybe, now that I'm thinking about it and I'm saying it out loud, maybe the fact that Lois Lane died gave him the power. Adrenaline, the, the adrenaline, adrenaline and the power Absolutely. to, to well, fly you know, that fast. And, and, and when you're going out there outside the atmosphere and things, the sun itself. Oh, it's be, closer. You're getting oh, more solar power. He's getting, getting that more. solar power Oh, my stuff. God. That's we just solved it. it. Damn so, it. Uh, I always thought that was the flaw. Yeah. With the Superman movie. Okay, let's talk about the goon, which has okay. no flaws. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so I want to start out by, did you guys feel any kind of a drop-off of the height of the goon up to this point, to this story, to this issue arc? You thought this dropped off, maybe? A little bit. No, I didn't. No. Like, I wasn't as gung-ho. It felt like... I don't know. Like, it hit a I peak, didn't. and then I read this, and I was just kind of like, this is good, but it's not, like, as funny. It's he not, did like, try as and hitting. It's it seemed not like he like had more of a great. story. Like, there's almost the same story going through all five issues. To right. Degree, which, which, a lot of the other ones were more self-contained, maybe. Uh, that could be. But, no, I, I didn't, didn't really feel like off. this really moved it forward that much. Yeah, because they were they had him on the ropes, right? And then he figures yeah. out how to get a different know, creature. Man. It was like boom, 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 and then I just kind of felt like it. 
I don't know, that's just me. It just kind of felt like it felt a off. little more um, like he was trying to move the story and not as much of the funny stuff. I do, I do feel like there wasn't quite as much humor in this yeah. this chunk for some reason. I think it seemed like he was almost more plot driven. Gotcha. But maybe he's maybe he's gearing up for Chinatown, which is a little more serious. Right. Yeah. And I did get I downloaded a a, um, a translator app. Oh, did you? all the Spanish stuff. You're not missing much. You're not missing much. I wouldn't think so. I mean... I need my pants. He, he kind of... I don't know. He kind of moves the story along. But there are, he does speak some kind of just garbled stuff. Like, he calls... He keeps calling Goon, like, the hairy man-ape or something. Okay. And, but, uh, but, yeah. I just keep seeing I did, pantalones or something. I did, like I did go back and... Even the story arc before I like oh, screenshot really? that because there's only like an app, a translator app where you can just like put your phone on it and it'll like translate it like right on the wow. page. Wow. So cool. You're not missing a whole lot. Like you didn't miss like huge plot holes or oh, anything. Oh, I didn't think so. I don't know. That I think about it. I think there was a little bit of it wasn't quite hitting on all cylinders as much. See that, right. I, 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 mean, I can see that. It's still good. Like, it's still don't get good. me wrong. It yeah. just, it felt like it was more, I don't know. There weren't, like, the crazy characters like yeah. Fish-Eyed Pete or Fish-Leg Pete or whatever the hell they are. Yeah. It just, it felt, like you said, now that makes sense. It just felt more like a... A narrative. A narrative and move the story forward. It just, it didn't seem like... Except for, like, they talked about in one of the... Like, I can't remember if it was Eric Powell himself or he was talking about how he wanted to do, like, Satan's baby or yeah, whatever, Yeah, that was pretty you know? funny, yeah. And then, like, in the next arc, like, uh, Frankie... Uh, Frankie finds, Frankie the, comic finds the comic book and it's, like, Satan's baby and he's, like, reading the thing through the whole yeah. thing. He's like, oh, my God, you can't do that without gloves. <laughs> like, you can't even do that physically. That part was pretty funny. Whatever that yeah. was. That was kind of funny. I would um, agree. Okay. There was a lot of this moving the narrative type things. Although I did like, there was, is this what you were just talking about? Where they're watching the freaking tink, the 13th commandment. Oh, that's oh, hilarious. That his noses, you know. That's great. <laughs> that's, that's that was, that was Let great. my people go. <laughs> oh, part the seas, Moses, part the seas. I forgot about that. That was pretty good. <laughs> so, sorry, I need to flip back through this, but yeah. But yeah, there, I mean, I don't know. There were a couple kind of I liked Buzzard coming back, you know, and things. There was the other one. I really liked the story with the lady, with the ghosts and the bar. It was okay. But there was, well, exactly right. Because there's a lot of this type stuff where I think he's moving that narrative to your point, you know, of the the war that's coming between Goon and uh, the zombie guy. guy. So, you know, that to your earlier point, I feel like there's a lot of that going on throughout throughout this you know you have that little side deviation with the the woman that comes back to take over the bar or whatever that type of thing and uh which is probably the most lighthearted. you got the buzzard one at the beginning which is almost trying to set some of the stuff in most motion you know type yeah. stuff although that big fucking you know combination spider thing is right fucking kind of cool <laughs> and then spot like, that spider dude's like he's not related to me or whatever <laughs> like i don't know who he is Satan and sodomy that, baby. Yes. That was funny. And then that last issue was like, towards the end, there were like, what, three or four stories that weren't Yeah. Even, well, like he but, does. But that was cool. It was like Mechalave and Omin. There yeah. was like, yeah. uh, 
Um, Kyle Hoods did one. They're fun, um, but they are very short. And what yeah, was with that one? Long. The one you just flipped past. This one. Um, That's one the one. Kyle Hoots one, I think. No, this one. Didn't oh, that seem uh, weird? How there was like this oh, Indian oh, where, yeah. the, where the guy that, it, like it was gonna go somewhere, right? Oh, like, I don't like, know. I just thought that one was kind of cool. Where it's who like is the, the art on that one? Oh yeah, uh, uh, Bokes. Neil yeah, Bokes. where yeah. it's like the the kid who's <laughs> like, help me, whatever, you the know. Monster. And then they come beat and up the, the monster, like, and then he's like, I'll oh, see. I'm gonna. And the kid was the monster. Yeah, the kid. It was like a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, I know. It just ended weird. I don't know. Yeah, it just. I just think it ended. Like yeah, it just twist, ended, but, but it yeah. was the twist that the kid was the yeah, monster. Yeah, I got it. He was beating the yeah. shit out of the monster. I mean, that was the whole point of it. I, I didn't it's... touch your damn chicken. After he beats up the Cyclops. Yes. Know. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know who did the art on that. It, it was Hawthorne, I think. Hawthorne? I don't think it's sad, but... It says somewhere, because I don't You know. are right, though. There's definitely... The story itself didn't have quite as much of the humor, you know, but I do believe a lot of that is just because of the fact that he's... He's moving his narrative. With this the is what, the guy. fourth? Fourth? The fourth trade that we've read? This four? I think this is number five, isn't it? In a way? I think the Did first it? one had four, and this is six. Oh, oh this is... be six, okay. I think. I don't know. How many times have we done this? This is our know. fourth? Because it was three in the first one, so five. And that's what I think I there saying. were three parts was in the first one. was there three in the first one? He was four saying there was five. four in yeah, the first one. wrong. Yeah. Mm. We I'll have, find the trade list. Yeah, say, it may have been four in the first it's one. It's We've just, only done two here, and we've only got so one So there was more the rough stuff, which yeah. is as long as zero. Mm-hmm. I'm going to count that as one. Two, three, four, five. Oh, so there were four in the first six. one. Six. We've so done six. six. Wicked, in, Wicked okay. Inclinations was volume five, but six if you count zero. Gotcha. And then Chinatown is... It, I don't know. It just... I'm like... The artwork... It's still awesome. And I mean, even it's like what we said, like the bad, even bad goon or even subpar goon or whatever you want to say, it's still better than most stuff. Yeah. It's not like I was disappointed. Like I was, I didn't hate it. Like it wasn't terrible. I just, I kind of felt like it, we kind of hit. we're just waiting on out then there, right? Yeah. Okay. I just kind of felt like we hit a plateau. Hit a slump or it dropped a little or whatever. Maybe and, he had his creative juices to, going to Chinatown, working out. He got his head kind of big. I wonder if he was like, because he was. Cause the eyes nah, I don't know. I read the foreword for Chinatown. Did you read that? Mm-mm. He said how he like got more serious in Dark Horse. He was going to take like a break to do it, and Dark Horse was very nervous about it. They didn't like it. And then uh, he said he won a bunch of Eisners, and everybody was like, the reviews came in like, yeah, I think that kind of boosted him. Yeah. Quite a bit. Right. So, yeah. Dude, that guy's a master. I mean, he deserves all but that. What is he? he can... I mean, he brought the goon back for a little bit. And he didn't bit, really draw like much that much ago. Of he yeah. didn't draw much of He did what that hillbilly. What's he been doing? He hasn't done I don't know anything. what he's doing. He did that, that Eddie Gein book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was and, a good book. And I'm sure that took a long time to draw. Yeah, I'm sure it did. Because the way he drew it with the ink wash and all that mm-hmm. stuff. He had a Facebook post. It was interesting just like a day ago. And he said, he said, I have a notebook full of ideas that I want to do. He's like, but I have, like, this really highly rendered style with, like, wash and stuff, or I have this real clean, like, line style, which I can do a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Do you guys, would guys, he did, like, a poll. Would you guys prefer more books by me in, like, a cleaner style, or do you want less books but with this really detailed washy style? Less books with a detailed washy style. I said more with the cleaner style. Yeah. I like his clean style. Quality over quantity. I don't know. 
Maybe. It goes back to like when Todd McFarlane left Spawn. Is that what it goes back to? No, for me, like it. it <laughs> if it goes back to that, it was like when Todd McFarlane said, "I can't keep up with a monthly pace, so I'm gonna step down." Yeah, I was like, "Fuck it, I'll wait a yeah. month and a half to two months." But that's just for us. For I don't want to drop Todd McFarlane. Well, yes, but I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'll wait six weeks, eight weeks for a spawn. <laughs> no, that was time before I'm too busy. I can't draw a comic. Well, no, I know. But 18 hours a day. Or but before that was obvious, yeah, it's like, no. I'll wait no, six weeks, eight weeks because I want spawn by yeah. McFarlane. But was it worth but, 10 years? But then Capullo took over. But Capullo took over. Absolutely. Anyway, so it didn't matter. Right. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I just wonder sometimes though. It took like ten years to get the second half of like Planetary out. Well, that's you know, true type too. Things. I mean, and some of that was due to schedules and probably some of Cassidy's, you know, quality there, and and maybe even Ellis's, you know, crap that he had going on. Who knows? So, right. Well, and it, but it it does come to a point where it's like, oh my god, you know. Well, if, someone if was you're like, waiting so long. It's like, okay, just get the just get the story done. out exactly. and get it out. Yeah. I don't care who draws it. Yeah. But. Well, someone was like, well, why don't you do the clean style to get more stuff out, but then save like this fancy style for like special projects or one shots or something that you want to do something a little different. You know, mix right. it up. Yeah. Uh, whatever. I was listening to. Um, I just I don't know why I was listening to like the observation. Hell Rob Liefeld. Fifty. Is he? I our age. I think he's our age. And I was he was talking about Image United. And about how like that was like a major accomplishment. Because like every if you think about it, like all six because Jim Lee didn't participate, but like all six of the other six founding members, like, they were drawing on every page. Like just the the sheer, like, how hard it was to get that done. Where Eric Larson would have to draw on a page, and then they'd have to give it to Liefeld, and then Liefeld would draw on a page. And how you had, like, six different people on the same page. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just to, as that, as an accomplishment. Just from an art I got a jam style. piece where I had, like, you know, six, seven different I know. people on it. I know. I know. I'm seeing it. It was I'm, quite I, an accomplishment. I'm looking at one. Not that one, the other one. But, yeah. But, but, I mean, if you sit there and think about it, like, that is crazy. Like, you had Silvestri, you had Portatio, you had, like, all of those guys, like, on, you know. It's not that crazy. Larson okay. laid the whole damn thing out. All the guys had to do was Liefeld fucking did finish the their first, drawings. Liefeld laid out the first one. I, I doubt think, it. And that's what he said. And then Larson did the second one and the third one. Larson Whatever. Larson wouldn't fix everything. I don't care. It was Larson's idea. I know. But. I thought it was Kirkman's Okay, idea. like. No, not according to Liefeld. It was. Uh, whatever. But yeah, let's whatever. say, like, who would be. Who would be the top six, seven people nowadays that, like, you would try to do something like that with? And what would. The, it would be a little bit easier now, maybe, because of, like, digital and, you know, whatever. Well, they but, wanted. To, the whole point was to draw on the actual art, though. Yeah. That's okay. What they wanted to do. So who? Darren, Daniel Warren Johnson, Brink Miller. Okay. I, I don't know who. I like, don't know why. I don't know. I'm just trying to do a, <laughs> have a conversation. Doesn't matter. That's fine. Well, I mean, okay. What's hard about it? 
Well, with image guys, apparently. And that was the thing. The he problem with image guys like, is they're too busy and they don't want to fucking right. draw. Well, right. They're running their media empires and they don't have time to draw. That that's was, the problem. That's, that's what he got to towards the, the end. He was like... Yeah, it's not that I mean, it's hard to do if you have the time, but these guys didn't do it. Well, and if you make it your priority. Yeah, that's it wasn't thing. our priority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was saying, like, after, like, three issues end, they were like... And you could probably guess who, but there were like a couple guys that were just like, oh, we're done. Like the Nabucky yeah. wore off. Yeah, Nabucky wore off. We don't have, I the, don't time. have the time. It's not I don't something want I'm passionate to do it. about. I don't want to do right. it. That's, it's not that it's hard. It's that the, there was no motivation. Right. But I guess I'm not trying to say that it was hard, but if you look at the finished product and you look at the page, it's pretty cool. It is a cool idea and it is it's neat. It's pretty cool that you've got those six guys. Each had a hand in that page on Absolutely. their characters. Yes. And it's a jam piece yeah. for 20 pages Correct. or 22 pages it's or cool whatever idea. it was. Man, too bad they all pushed out and yeah, didn't do it. Well, according to Liefeld, it wasn't Liefeld and Larson. And Valentino did very little, I think, anyway. I mean, I'm sure it was Sylvester. I'm sure McFarlane. It's fucking McFarlane. McFarlane and Sylvester, maybe. Sylvester can crank stuff out when he wants he to. He can. I don't think it's Sylvester. It's McFarlane. He said a couple guys, but whatever. Yeah, maybe maybe Sylvester lost interest. He could have. I don't it know. could be. be. McFarlane's the one who probably didn't get their shit done. Because yes. McFarlane doesn't... <coughs> he overcommits, and then he doesn't get his commitments done. Oh. He's like the most successful... Money-wise. Absolutely. Wise, yeah, from the whole media <laughs> empire. Type He's of got thing. an action figure empire... Then who do you think is next? Uh, Lee? Jim Lee? Mm. Since he went to DC? I don't know, DC? since he sold out. Like, what did he sell that for? Though? I think Sylvester's and then he's got probably a the job. next Oh, no, I was going to go Sylvester, but... Because Sylvester's had, like, video games, TV shows of Witchblade. I mean... I don't know. He's got a pretty big media empire. I'm pretty sure yeah. he got a real pretty penny for selling Wildstorm. And he's had... Just it. like Bob Kane did. But the problem is, with you sell, then you're... That's it. Where Sylvester so What has Sylvester got right now? Like, what is he doing? Like, what... Well, nothing right now. Now, I don't but... think he was. But for the time, he was doing quite a bit. He had a lot his, of media stuff. His Witchblade... Like, Darkness had video some games. Some of those other type things. Yeah. Yeah, but how much is video game money? What I'm saying is, he had a media empire where his properties were getting IP into other things yes. and stuff. Right. Whereas Lee wasn't getting any of that. All Lee basically did was he basically just sold to DC and, you know... But he's been doing a shit ton of covers for DC. And he came back and did Batman. Like, he got paid. Yeah, he totally got paid. I'm sure he gets a really good salary being the DC whatever he is. But that's what makes me wonder, though. I mean, how much did he really get paid? Because he, you know, Sylvester, I don't know, I guess he's still doing stuff. It just seemed like Sylvester almost dropped off there for a while. You know... I'm sure Lee is doing very well. But I think what Lee wanted, he didn't want to run a company and he wanted a paycheck and he wanted to do what he wanted to do and have the stability because he had a big family and stuff. I think that's all. I'm sure he's doing... Lee probably did just as well as Sylvester, if not better. Right. But I think think Lee and Sylvester are probably the same. That's right. McFarlane is way above all of them. I think you can argue either one of them, but I I think that's your... They're different paths, though. Probably. Right. They're different paths. And then Liefeld's probably four. And then, obviously, Larson and then... Portacio or uh, Valentino. Yeah. I don't know. What has Portacio been doing lately? Nothing. He's freaking just penciling books again. What? I don't know. He did just some book not that long ago. Hmm. That's weird. So, of course, what does Lightfield do? Everything. He gets money from Deadpool? Yeah, he gets money from Deadpool. I mean, that's about all I he feel has like. Started... I mean, he's got a bit of a media thing, though, going, but it he... just seems like everything that he starts, he never finishes. Correct. Oh, that's true. 
But he has been on whatnot like crazy. Yeah. And he's done so many appearances. Like yeah. he's done cons. He's basically making he's money getting, off of being life filled. And he's and getting Deadpool. $100 an autograph for yeah. Deadpool comics, which is all anybody's yeah. having him autograph. And he gets a piece of CGC. everything Deadpool. He gets like 1% of, every, well, whatever it is. Whatever percentage. Yeah, he gets a percentage of everything Deadpool. Deadpool. Every Deadpool comic, every Deadpool movie, every Deadpool. Every Deadpool every, statue, yeah. every Deadpool action figure, anything that Deadpool comes out, he yeah. gets like 1% of. He's doing just fine. Yeah. Well, there's he's, no doubt that he's doing just fine. It's just that I, I just knew that he wasn't, He's popped back up, I think, a little bit here he and is there doing now. But he was right like now, off the face of the map for like he a was. decade. He is so. penciling, and it's coming out right now, a Deadpool comic book for Marvel. Bad Blood 2. Batter Blood. Batter Blood. Blood something. And then, which I'm buying, of course. And then Sucker. he's doing, um, he announced something like he's going back to another Marvel book. Yeah, he's not doing anything on his own. He's just living off Deadpool and doing Marvel stuff. Living off yeah. Deadpool and doing and doing whatnot and doing sketches yeah. of Marvel or yeah. Deadpool and selling them online mm-hmm. and his autograph. He doesn't even own, own the rights to Youngblood. No. He I sold mean, all that. He, well, he, he made he a crap deal. It. Yeah, he made a crap deal, and he because he was he got overextended. Yeah. Who did he make the deal with? Some jackass some has jack. the rights to go <laughs> Just a no name or whatever? Yeah, some, some, some 90s mover and shaker yeah. that he made a deal with. Yeah. It's, it's kind of sad. It's a young blood rights. But yeah, it's moronic. So anyway. But he held on to everything other than young blood. So he's got that in his back pocket. So in his back pocket. Which I think he's still. Did he ever deliver his fucking brigade Kickstarter? No. No. Nope. 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 There's a lot of people online that are pissed off about that. Can't he's he's doing that. he's been doing a podcast since like COVID. He started a podcast, and that's kind of interesting. But I can only take so much. Like I got fed up with Liefeld. Like I can only take so much of him. And like he's a moron. Every podcast you listen to, it's like the first ten minutes is him talking about who he is and what he's done and what he's created. And I get it, dude. If I created Deadpool, like, I'd be talking about Deadpool. Uh, that I was the guy that created Deadpool, like, yeah. all the fucking time. But the thing that, like, he makes a big deal about how, like, you know, he was the plotter. He was the, he was the creator. Like, you know, he created Deadpool. He was only on new, whatever. He left way early. That character has been... Redefined by other writers, other artists. Like, there are people. The, the Deadpool that is Deadpool now was not the Deadpool that, yeah, that Lightbell drew yeah. and created that character. Like, it has evolved. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like he does not acknowledge that. He's like, I created Deadpool and I'm the guy that made Deadpool. And I'm like, dude, when you left and like Joe Kelly and Ed McGinnis, like, those guys, like, those guys like defined defined Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah. Like you created it, but those guys defined it. Yeah, I mean, they made the you Deadpool still created it, but yeah. that, the Deadpool that you made is not the Deadpool that's in the movies, and not the Deadpool. And he just I don't know, but yeah, I'd be like, dude, I created Deadpool. Absolutely, <laughs> I'd be yeah. Stan Lee. I did Fantastic Four, dude. Like I made Spider Man. I made all this shit. I'd be like, yep. Anyway. 
We've just rambled. We have. Are you done rambling? I'm done rambling. Do you have anything to ramble about, Scott? I do not. On air.